Welcome to the follow-through factor with Joe Barker. Joe is a digital marketing expert who will guide listeners on how to grow their personal brands and leverage digital marketing best practices to grow their business. Hey guys, Joe Barker here, and I am really excited for this week's episode. I tend to say that a lot because I enjoy all of the social media or all of the different digital channels, but social media is one of my favorites because it's a, a real way to connect with either your consumers or your partners or your friends and family on a platform that they're already spending a lot of time on. So welcome to the follow through factor with Joe Barker. Today's topic is all about social media from personal pages to business pages. As always, I like to start every episode by jumping right into some stats to really like say why it's important and why you should care and pay attention to this channel. So not that social media needs stats behind it because everyone is already on there and knows the power of it. We do want to share some and we call this week's PDF the power of social media. Um, as always, you can access this PDF and all of our previous PDFs if you go to yourdigitallab.com and you can find all of these materials. So let's jump right in. I'm going to read through a couple of the stats and kind of talk about it a little bit. And let's see why social media is so powerful and why we should all consider utilizing it. First up, 56% of social media users have more than one active social media profile, and they use up to six or seven different profiles and different social media platforms every single month. So we're talking Facebook, Instagram, X, the old Twitter, um, TikTok, YouTube, all of those. Think about how many of them you utilize. And I guarantee you, it's probably within a month, six to seven. And don't forget about our business one, LinkedIn. All right. So continuing on, 2.9 million users is sitting with Facebook right now as the most popular social media platform. But pay close attention here because YouTube is coming right behind them currently at 2.7 million. We've been saying for a long time, if you've ever listened to any of our webinars or any um, any interviews or um, videos that we put out, we say all the time, YouTube is going to be taking over Facebook in the next couple of years. They are really really not that far behind. And so it's pretty apparent that YouTube, as it's becoming a search engine, is going to become even more powerful. And you really need to consider getting on video and making sure that you get comfortable with it. All right. 33% of internet users' online time is spent on social media. This is why you need to be there, because the majority of them are out there on social media all the time, every day, utilizing it. Meet them where they're already um, spending their time and where their behavior already is. It's super hard to try to create a behavior and then try to get them to go over um, to a new website or to a new platform that you're utilizing. Go to the platforms they're already using and those people are on there and to learn about your brand. You're gonna see that 66% of them are visiting local business pages while they're on their social media accounts. So that's why you're gonna hear us talk a little bit today about why it's so important to not only have your personal page, but you also wanna have your business page because that is where consumers um, and partners or even business partners could be looking um, into you at. And last but not least, 3.12%, this is how many consumers use their desktops. So when you're looking to create your social media profiles or when you're looking to put images up or do anything along those pro uh, those means, make sure everything is mobile optimized. Know that everybody is on there for on their mobile and on their devices, checking their social media profiles. So if you're having them link and go somewhere else, say you have a call to action or you have something where you're like, hey, I really want you to go look at this. Um, I want to sh uh, show you more or recent plans that have come out in the area. Click on this, go look make sure that experience that you're sending them to is all about mobile. 
Don't try to optimize it for the desktop because only 1.32% are actually using the desktop to look at it. So make sure that you're being smart, you're thinking through it, and you're trying to really understand who the consumers are. Again, I know I went over this really quick, but these are the stats that we want to share with you on social media. Yourdigitallab.com is where you can find all of our PDFs um, and a lot of additional great information. So for today, I have Kaylise Hooks joining us. Now, Kaylise is on the Your Digital Lab team, and she is our expert in everything social media, and she even has some SEO. We're not going to get into the SEO side of things today, but we are super excited to um, introduce Kaylise Hooks and discuss everything social media and have just have some conversations with you about what you recommend, what you see, and the experiences that you have, because you spend a lot of time on social. Thanks yes. for joining us, Kaylee. <laughs> Thank you. I'm super excited to talk about this with you. So you have been dealing a lot in social media, especially over the last year. You've really been concentrating um, on, on this exact topic of personal mm -hmm. and business pages. So mm -hmm. I know a lot of people wonder, like, hey, should I have a personal page? Should I have a business page? What are your thoughts on that for agents and advisors of if they're on certain social media platforms? Like what platform should they be on and what type of pages should they have? So I think it's also very good to have both. And there's different, there's so many different platforms. We've always preached, it's always really good to be good on one platform and then you can trickle down to the others. So with me, we have a lot of clients over the past year that have like, I have a Facebook page. I've heard a lot about Instagram. I'm not really sure if I should go into that or should I use maybe TikTok, Twitter or X? Um, and my thing is, if you feel confident and you know where your clientele is sitting, you really should shoot hard on that. And with a personal page, a lot of people, again, 2.9 million people are on Facebook. We're, I'm pretty sure a lot of us are on there. Um, you're going to have your personal page. And then it's also good to have your business page. And you can easily tie those in together because a lot of people on Facebook are there to see entertainment. And it's also a way you could do edutainment where you also educate them and entertain them at the same time. I love that you use that um, term. I've been hearing it a lot this year as people like they're trying to change people's mindsets because mm -hmm. I think as agents and advisors, we get super um, focused on sales and we're mm -hmm. like, I just want to sell. I just want to sell. I want to talk about sales. I want to talk about sales. And I think it's like a really good reminder that you're pointing out when you're on social media, people aren't there for that. They don't want to just see sales message after sales message. So what do you have like a balance, like a percentage balance? Like if I'm doing 10 posts a week, how many should I do business sales messages? And how much do you think maybe like entertainment size would you recommend? Um, I definitely think I would recommend honestly 50-50 because again, people, if they see too much of, you know, business posts, like I want to sell you on this. I want to take your money, sell you on that. Like they're going to be like, I don't want to follow this person. Like, I don't really, I'm not interested. I want to find someone who's personable and like can relate to me. So I really do think it's good to be like 50-50. And it also depends on, you know, the year or like what time of the year it is. It could be, you know, AEP season, you know, you can hype up that a little bit more on the sales side because, you know, people are, are knowing what time of year that is. And then when it comes down to, you know, maybe March, April, like you can kind of sprinkle in a little bit more family and especially holidays as well. Like you can really tie in like a little bit more fun holiday posts and kind of chill back on most of the business stuff. I love that you mentioned that. It reminded me when whenever there's an event happening in the world 
or something that's happening out there. And I've seen businesses make this mistake before where they've mm -hmm. had posts scheduled or ready to go. And then some huge event happens or something happens in the world and you're, you're not being real and you're, you're just posting as you normally would sales messages. Like if a hurricane, we all live in Florida, if a hurricane's mm -hmm. hitting Florida and it's about to hit that day, the last thing people want to see is a sales message for Medicare or for annuities or anything yeah. about, you know, your financial planner. Cause you're in your head more thinking my flood insurance and the different types of insurance. And so it almost makes it to where you don't connect um, yep. because it makes it feel like you're numb to it. So mm -hmm. I love that you pointed out like be, be focused or know what type of the year it is or, or what's happening and, mm -hmm. and, you know, make sure you're making adjustments. I think testing also comes into it and, you know, and seeing like, do you t post on different days or there certain days that you recommend? Is it, um, do you vary it up? What strategy yeah. do you have in place? So it definitely depends on your clientele and your message that you're trying to get across. Um, again, Facebook does recommend sometimes posting at night because, you know, during the day people are at work and they're not able to go on their social media accounts. Um, and you also, but you also have to think like, what, what is your clientele? Like if you're retired, you have more time in the day to be posting. Um, I don't necessarily think like a certain day of the week is like necessary to post a certain thing. I think they all have their equal amount of like people going on social media. You do have to think of also like the weekends people might like they have their free time if they are working still and they could go be doing events with their family. They might not be on social media, but then come Monday, they want to post about their weekend. So Monday, I think is a great day to post. Yeah, and it is crazy. And I think I think a lot of people just need to realize you have to test. Like if you if you only post on Tuesdays and Thursdays every single week, you have no idea how your audience is out on a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday because you're not posting. And so mm -hmm. I think it's it's more making sure that you're trying different things. And like you said, don't be afraid to post in the middle of the night. It's okay because guess what? Mm -hmm. Some of us are night owls and can't sleep all the time. And we're going to be <laughs> scrolling on social. And it's a time where we're probably not going to get distracted all the time because, well, we're just looking to be entertained or we're looking to see what's happening in the world. And that's probably some of the best times to really catch their attention and get them going. All right. Mm -hmm. Next up, our next topic is industry posts and trying to tie in personal touches. So I know we get this question a lot and I know we get a lot of inquiries saying, well, I, you know, all the posts look the same and, and it's all, you know, everybody always posts that on Mondays or everybody always posts the same things on this holiday. So how do you recommend really personalizing your post and making sure that it has to do with um, the agent or advisor or company posting it? So I think a big thing is obviously if you feel comfortable is posting your family or your friends or say there's a national pet day and you have a dog that you want to post, like post them. Um, again, people want to know who you are as a person so they can build that trust with you. If you're just straight up sales and you're using stock images and all that stuff, like people could be a little bit more hesitant to trust who you are as a person. So really, if you, again, if you feel comfortable, tie in, you know, maybe Mother's Day posting your mom or posting an employee's mom or all the mothers that are a part of the company. So, so I really think it's a great idea to post, say, maybe National Coffee Day. If your clients are comfortable with it and like they come into the office and like they have a cup of coffee, take a photo with them and post that with them and, you know, tag them because then maybe their family will see it and get engagement or their friends and family will see it and be like, oh, where are they at? Let me work with them. So there's a whole there's so many different holidays and events that you can really get personal with your clients, your family, your friends. 
And then also industry posts, like say there's National Medicare Day, like post about that. If there's National Annuity Day, post about that. If there's something happening in the world that you think that portrays to your business and your clientele, I definitely think that you should post about it. I got to imagine there's probably a holiday for everything. Like it could be <laughs> National Savings Day. And, yeah. you know, there's an entire month on life insurance. So that gives you an entire month, you know, to be able to play with of life insurance as the topic. And I think some ways it's thinking about it opposite. And it's more thinking about it like, hey, one of the biggest questions we get is what content should I be posting? It's almost mm -hmm. like, don't overthink it. See what's happening out there. What holiday is it? What's happening? You know, like what's going on in the industry that you're in? Um, what are your customers' questions that they're asking? And take all of that information and make it your content. But don't just copy and paste whatever you're finding online. Look at it and throw your opinion on it. You know, mm -hmm. like, hey, it's National Coffee Day. I do I do five cups of coffee a day. How many do you do? And then you're like, and then you're actually becoming real. All right. So I think one thing that people forget is that when they're trying to get an audience, new consumers, people that are recruiting, whatever it may be, um, they forget that people research. And so they're going out to the website and they're trying to see, one, are you a legitimate company? But two, the main thing they go and look at is social media platforms because it shows them the real side of you. And so if you're on there and you're just copying and pasting and putting up boring stuff, you're not going to look very entertaining or very real. Where if your business or your profile is actually posting things, giving opinions and uh, posting, like you said, real pictures of family, real pictures of friends, real pictures of what they're doing, then it makes you so much more relatable. And I think that's something that the agents and advisors just really need to keep in mind is that mm -hmm. social is all about building relationships. And you can't do that by just not being like you have to be yourself, be yourself and just be real is really what it's all about. And stay away from certain topics. We like to remind them of that too. Like stay away from the politics and all that good stuff. Yeah, definitely. All right. Our next topic that we um, are going to jump into is about starting a group. So I know you get questions about personal pages, uh, business pages, and then groups. So one, can you kind of break down the difference between those three and then give us your opinion on starting groups and how that can be beneficial for the agents and advisors? So you have your personal page, your business page, and then you have groups. So personal pages, again, you've probably had those since you were 15, 16, whenever you were allowed to first get a Facebook page or an Instagram page. And then once you become a part of a business or you're your own business, you get a business page. And that's where you're giving out all your sales items or what you want to sell, what you are selling, tips about you, your business and all that. And then you have groups. So groups are really special because they're a way to find out who the really high intent clients are. Also, they're already probably a part of your clientele and they wanna know if they can go to your group, they can find that, those special items that you might not put on your Facebook page. And it's also a better way for them to contact you instead of maybe going through email and stuff like that. Again, like we said, a lot of people are on social media, so it's just easy for them to hop on the group and just send you a message like that. Or they could also post, if you allow them on the group, a question that they may have, and you can be right there and answer it. And again, with that, it's mostly like not as big as a a business page or a personal page would be. So it's really like close knit clientele. Like it's more of like a conversation piece there. I love that you mentioned about the messaging because um, one thing that we saw in 2023 is they were telling us to pay attention to customer service on social media. Mm -hmm. And so they were saying, you know, people are spending so much time there. So it kind of just makes sense that if they have a question, 
they're going to ask it in those groups or on social media. One, because your pages tell them how quick you respond to them. So it's going to say usually replies within five minutes. So if I'm on there and I see that and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm definitely asking here because they're going to reply to me in five minutes. Yeah. Um, and same thing with the groups. And from the agent and advisor perspective, I think it's great when, when the agents become comfortable with it to mm -hmm. know like if you have a message that you want to put out to all of your clientele that are annuity clients and you have a group for your annuity clients, it's a very easy way to drop them an email and also drop them a message in the group in case their email is getting bombarded with all the other emails that they're receiving. So it's a way that you can really kind of like cluster your audiences and make sure that, you know, on that page, you're talking about annuities or you're talking about Medicare or whatever that topic of that page is, um, where you're not bombarding your normal, you know, people just trying to figure out who you are with certain topics. And then they think, oh, well, you only sell this or, oh, well, you only talk about this. No, mm -hmm. I talk about everything, but I, then I have groups that really focus on, on those. Um, and it's, I think it's just another way to connect with them. Yeah. Um, are there any downfalls of having groups or is there anything that agents and advisors should know? Like if you have a group, this is like, are there things you can't do with it? Or is it pretty much the same as a page in the way that it's set up? So groups again are great. And like you said, people can ask questions in those groups, but again, you also have to kind of be on top of it or have someone that can be on top of that. And like a part of your team, like you have a certain someone that is dedicated to the group. And if there's questions that come in, you know, they go and find the person or they know the answer to the question because you don't want to leave people hanging. And then also a thing about groups is you can't do advertisements on groups. You have to use your personal business page to run those advertisements. So for example, we've had a client before where they wanted this group and they just want to build it. They had a good amount of following, but they want to, you know, keep building it. Their goal is to get to a certain amount of number. And what we do is we set up campaigns on their business page and we run those and you can use demographics. You can target the exact audience that you want for that group and you can get people to like your page and follow the group. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's good to know for, for people that are setting up groups, that's why you're going to want that business page connected to it is so you can run those ads. And if you want to, or you keep it to a group where it's it's very, um, you know, just to the, the people that you want to invite and it's invite yeah. only, it's private, and they have to really have a certain connection with you before you get, uh, get to that point. Um, but it can seem, I like, I know... When I talk to some agents and advisors, some of them feel overwhelmed. Like, oh, I got to have a personal page and I got to have a business page. And now you want me to have groups. Like, how am I going to have time for all of this? And I think it's more about um, making sure that that you're on the platforms that you're comfortable utilizing and mm -hmm. that you're spending time on anyway. And then it, if, you're, if you're already on there, it shouldn't be as much work and just not to overthink things. Mm -hmm. it, like, it's the silliest things that will come up in a day. It will be like speaking of digital marketing, like I'll be on there and I'll see something about, oh, Gmail is changing something next in the next two months. All it is is sharing it and giving my opinion on it or saying, hey, you might want to look into this. This could affect your email marketing. Go take a look at this and make sure that you're you're set up for what it is. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you know, that's just what people kind of have to get used to of um, seeing that. And I love that you mentioned the engagement of making sure that you're responding to people. Um, mm -hmm. Engagement is super important. And it's one of those things that that social media and the different platforms watch to see where mm -hmm. they're going to rank your postings, basically. Yep. Awesome. All right. Up next, we are going to be talking about. Huh, look at that. I should have segued <laughs> right into it. Encourage <laughs> engagement. I, it's like I knew in my head that was coming up. Next. 
<laughs> all right. All about engagement. So what do you recommend for agents and advisors that are looking to increase their engagement or, or really encourage more engagement on their pages? What tactics or, or things have you tried that have worked in the past? So I think with engagement, um, you start with the people that are closest to you. You start with your family. You start with your friends. You start with your coworkers or your employees, because those people are also always supporting you. And you really want them to just, you know, maybe post that on their page, just share something, maybe like it. And it's super important for them to do that, because that will also help, again, your rankings and where you want to be. Yeah, it's an easy way to show the 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 connections between people and and it's being real again like it could just be like hey this is my brother and this is the business that he has and you have no idea how all they're connected to and who all their friends are but just by doing that and making sure and i think another thing with the engagement is making sure that when people come onto your pages like you mentioned that you're responding mm -hmm. i mean if you come onto a page and you're, and you're typing away and you're putting effort as a consumer to communicate with you as an agent or advisor and you're not even going to respond to me or, or say anything back to me. I think that speaks negatively upon it. Um, do you recommend it? I think it's hard for some people to, to try to figure out, like, do I need to be on there 24 seven? Or is mm -hmm. it just like once a day, check and make sure and see what's happening over on your pages? Um, what what are you, tactics do you normally or do you just keep it up all day and you're watching? So for me, I like to keep it up. But this is like my, you know, day to day job. But I definitely think for you guys, you know, just check it randomly. It doesn't need to be like a certain schedule of like when you need to check it. Because again, people are on and they have different live schedules and they're on at different times. Um, or again, if you have maybe someone that you designate to check that a little bit more often, like that works as well. So absolutely. I think it's just reaching out and making sure that if, if you have somebody that can help you um, yeah. and it's also good to bounce ideas off of them. Like exactly. what's what type of engagement ideas? I think uh, we mentioned one earlier where it was talking about the National Coffee Day. And it's like, oh, I drink 12 cups of coffee today. How many do you take drink? And it's those type of things where you're tying in the national holiday. You're trying tying in things, but you're asking a question and you're engaging. Mm -hmm. One of the other things that I've seen recently is um, and it's been more and more, especially as Facebook. And we'll speak about Facebook mainly um, just because that's where we know the largest audience is sitting. Um, is not putting like links in the actual post anymore. It's putting the links either in the comments or not even putting the links in the comments, like actually typing out and putting like, go to your digital, go to the website for yourdigitallab.com. Mm -hmm. But you never actually put yourdigitallab.com because it's Facebook is starting to stop wanting people to leave their platform. So they're starting to lower rank any links that take them outside of their ecosystem, basically. So if you're not linking to something within Facebook or Instagram or something along those lines, they don't want people clicking it and going out to it. So you're starting to see them rank um, lower. So it's just interesting as you try to figure out different ways to engage um, mm -hmm. and get them. So it used to be, okay, don't put it up in the copy, bring it down into the comments, and then people would click the comments and do that. Um, but it's all just, it, it is about engagement. It's about making sure you're connecting with people. And I think... It's also important to look back and see what posted did the best and which ones didn't. Speaking of that, which ones like have you found a lot of success with? Are there any that like stand out as like your favorite where you're like, wow, that one did really good? Honestly, like we have a lot of success again, bringing this back in is, you know, personal posts. Like if you tie in your family or you tie in your team members and you highlight maybe an employee of the week or an employee of the month or highlight something that you've done, 
that gets a lot of engagement. A lot of people love to see what you're doing as a person. They, again, they they like to see the sales stuff because like that does get people in there, but they really want to see who you are. It, it, you could also do it as like they're they're advocates basically. So it's like having yeah. creating posts where it's it's promoting employees, and then the employees or their or their family become the advocates for you. And then mm -hmm. same thing with customers. If you have customers that you really did a stellar job for, it's highlighting those customers, sharing the story of how you connected and what you did for them, having mm -hmm. them share it on their page, and they become yeah. advocates for you, and they're out there promoting you, um, and they're thanking, and that's their way of thanking you, of like, hey, thanks for everything that you did for me. Let me go share this. All right. Next up, we have likes campaign. So I know in the past, it's been kind of controversial of people are like, oh, well, if you're really good at social media, you shouldn't have to pay for it. Well, the fact is, is just like any other advertising that's ever happened, you know, for ages between newspapers, television, radio, even all the traditional channels, you pay for it. Billboards, all of that, you have to pay for some of it. Um, and Facebook and digital channels are no different. Um, in some ways, you, you may have to pay for those. So what are your thoughts on the likes campaigns? And um, are there any that you've done that you've been like, yeah, that was a good one. And, and people really enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, again, I definitely have heard the same things that you've heard of people saying, is it worth it? Like, do I need to do that? Um, I definitely recommend it. I have used that, you know, for the whole year that I've been here. And I've seen pages jump from zero to a lot in just a short amount of time. It's a way to get people to engage with maybe some fun content or there's a way to do some serious content. It, it's all based on demographics. With that, you can pay to put this in front of people that you want to like them to see it. I think it goes back to the social proof. So where you have social proof where people are, you know, people are going to your website to research you, you know, they're coming to your social media channel. If they come over to your channel and they're like, oh, two people like this, this isn't great. You know, this isn't very popular. They're not, they're not proven. Then you like, it starts to kind of like bring down your reputation and you haven't even done anything. It's just because people don't like your page and they don't understand why, because people want to see that it's called social proof. They want to see the social proof. And a likes campaign is, is a great way. So what what's a campaign that you've done is there any that you could share with us where like you've done something and you were happy with it like excited about the results or that that don't go into anybody's actual campaigns yeah that you could share so, yeah um so we actually did one for a client that was hamburger versus pizza and you might think like mm, that's not really connected with anything but again you're trying to get people to see that you're personable you're fun you can it doesn't always need to be serious and like they're gonna see that and they're gonna be like oh let me check out who posted this because like i have a strong opinion about that so <laughs> let me let me talk about it and let me find out if they have anything else that i can maybe give my opinion on so it's just a cool way to tie in everything and it's it's fun so yeah. i definitely I, recommend doing likes campaigns <laughs> absolutely and i think it goes back to like just remembering what platform you're on and then remembering from there what you talk about so facebook we've always said you know whatever you would say at the kitchen table with your friends and family is the type of stuff that you would talk about on facebook so absolutely you would say like hey do you prefer you want pizza you want hamburger which one do you prefer and then you probably even get into the topics of pizza of like who puts pineapple in their pizza because you hear that all the time too yeah so it's like you have that and then you go and look at other platforms like a linkedin and you realize okay well that's a networking platform we're probably mm -hmm. not going to put that over there because i yeah. probably wouldn't talk about it there um so i think if as long as you keep those type of things in mind but on the linkedin you can still have some fun with it and it could be things like 
what type of stand-up desk do you prefer? This one, you know, like electric or no electric, like yeah. stuff like that, where you can still have some fun with it, but you're just keeping it on more of a professional level and not so much into the um, entertainment level. Definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you, Kaylee, so much for joining us today. It was an absolute pleasure having you and sharing all of your insights. And I can't wait to have you back because you're coming back in the next couple of months to talk SEO with us, which yes. I know a lot of people have a lot of interest in. And I think we have already seen your name on the list. Um, and so I can't wait to connect with you on that. Yes. Awesome. awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Kaylee. Have a great one. All right, guys, thank you so much for another episode and joining us. I hope you this was helpful. If you have any questions, if you have anything where you're like, hey, I'd really like to hear your thoughts or opinions, or I'd really like to have you bring somebody on that uh, discusses this topic, please let us know. Otherwise, we're going to continue to produce these every two weeks or so for you um, on various different digital topics. Please visit yourdigitallab.com. Be sure to follow us on the various digital marketing channels, including um, we've got the podcast out there, YouTube channel. Um, so be sure to check us out, subscribe, and let us know if there's anything that you have in mind that you'd like to see in the future. As always, always think about the value and provide value first. Thanks and have a great one. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Follow-Through Factor with Joe Barker. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel to keep up to date on digital marketing best practices. And remember, the fortune is in the follow-through.